time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We've got Brian Falconer in the leaf as our co-host. What's going on, bro? <laughs> hey, man, everything is good, bro. Everything's so, good. you know, the cool thing is we're actually like trying out something new yeah i mean yeah. brand new like Truly. like like so new i don't even know how it works yeah, you know what i mean because you came in half ass again no i didn't come in yeah. half ass dude I, you forgot the batteries and then i went and got them <laughs> and then when i got here i forgot the hdmi cable yep. and had to go back, back and get, and get that. that but that's because those are things that we normally don't need yeah but that's because you know this is the new. great thing about doing it in the studio is everything just needs to stay where it is always there's yeah. no in dude we got it going on in the studio nice mm-hmm. it's like you know the cables go up around the ceiling <laughs> they're not on the floor anymore you know we've made a lot of progress true so it actually looks like like parcel of a studio yeah right yeah and you know my son's leaving in august mm-hmm. when we move into the studio i mean the real studio, studio dude it's more gonna, room dude Perfect lighting. You know what, what I haven't decided yet is like the two walls that will be the backgrounds. Do we want to go like a deep blue, like the logo blue for the whole wall, or do we want to stay with red? Because you know, I went yeah, with, with red, red originally right, because yeah. it was a lounge. Mm-hmm. You know, but now we're in. The but studio. for the studio, I kind of think blue would look good. Go green screen so you can put crazy stuff. I don't like. It. I hate green. But screen. see, that's 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 you, right? Because you have something ignorant behind us. It, <laughs> I want to see Cigar Talk just to see what Rob brought up this mm-hmm. week. <laughs> oh, here come Larry messing with us again. So uh, we got what's this here, man? There we go live. Yes, we are live. Yes. How's it going there, yeah. Nurse Babe? This is our actually first time to ever do live on YouTube. We've done live on Facebook, which we are live there also. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's a, it's a new frontier, and we're probably going to suck at it at first, but we'll make sure that we get used to it. Growing pains. Yeah. I mean, that, dude, we've been doing growing pains for three years. Tell the truth. Look so, at <laughs> Anyway, hey. I want, <laughs> this dude is special. He forgot where his glass was. That was my glass. That was my glass. Oh, well, muchas gracias, sir. No, no, no. See, there he's lying. He wasn't pouring what it are you for glad? me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Whoa, that's a pour now. So, anyway, uh, hey, and this is just a prop. So, anyway, wow. uh, you know, I got to give a shout out to Big Tony. <sighs> Big Tony from Espinosa Spinoza. stopped by the Leaf this week, and he dropped off the new release of the Laranya. Yes, sir. And so this is supposed to be really good. It and started off good. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, nurse says, live is must be alcohol-free. Yep, sure is. <laughs> it is here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a lemonade. Limeade. Mm. So anyway, uh, we got a lot of ground to cover. We got a great guest for you guys today. Yes. I'm going to take my glasses off. I'm not reading. So <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a great guest this week. We've got <laughs> Kyle Garrett, which is the host of Dad Smoking Cigars. And you know, I met him way back before he started his show. He's been doing it for four years. Yeah. And we met in a really funny way. And then I never talked to him or Tim again forever. And then 
by chance, I was telling a story, and they were like, that was us. <laughs> so I'll tell you, you'll see it in the interview. Okay. So anyway, uh, this is, I'm going to give a shout-out to my little brother. Yeah. My little brother yeah. has or had a badass blackout Cleveland is it Cleveland? No, no, Cleveland. It's, it's an Indian, Indian motorcycle. He said Cleveland. <laughs> you know where my mind is? Yes. Baseball. So anyway. Uh, As the Cowboys lost. Dude, I get a picture and a message from my sister-in-law last uh-huh. night about your brother's in the ER, and he doesn't know how he got there. Yeah. And anyway, we still don't know what happened. We don't know where his bike is. We don't know anything. But he is out of the hospital. He has a concussion. And he's in a shit ton of pain. Yeah. So we want to give a shout out Prayers to for him, my man. brother Russell. Yeah. Uh, the dancing UPS. Guy. Yeah. If you don't, if you know who the dancing UPS guy on TikTok is, that's this my is little brother. brother. Yep. So anyway, uh, let's jump into a couple of our sponsors. Most definitely. So I talked to Case Elegance this week, uh, dude. They they the black Footlocker. Don't say it. They sold out of I what they it. had right it. out the gate, yep. and then the second batch just came in, and they have just under 100 left. And so if you haven't checked out Case Elegance, you can look down in the show notes on the regular show that comes out Monday. Go by, and you also get a blackout coin, yes, which sir. has the Cigar Talk logo on one side. Flip it. Flip it, and it's got their logo, and it's all blacked, blacked out. out. So. Go by and check them out, man. They make badass shit. Yeah, everything. Larry just took his travel. He, he's gone. Oh, man. he's gone. No, he's right there. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, yeah. And then we have the Leaf. That's where we are today. Yes. Uh, you know, we haven't sat in this area before, and it almost looks like we're in prison. Correct, because I saw them bricks behind. <laughs> we on the bricks. We on the bricks. Doesn't it look like we're in prison? <laughs> yeah, we on the bricks, man. Calm down. So anyway. Oh, and I got to show everybody my shirt. <laughs> friends don't let friends smoke Gurkha. So I had some people. Ask, I posted this shirt on Instagram. We know. <laughs> and a couple of people yeah. were like, hey, I smoke Gurkha. Why do you not want people to smoke Gurkha? If you don't know. I said, if you don't know, ask somebody because I don't want to be the one tearing them down. Yeah. And then I said, or you can tune into this week's show where I'm going to tear them down. You pick. <laughs> I'll make it easy. Let's t- tune into the show. So here's the thing. Gurkha, first of all, I think they have like 22,000 different lines of cigars. Is it 22,000? Yeah, I mean, dude, they make, you would, if you saw all the oh, cigars yes. they made. Yes, that's true. How would you know which one's good? Are you going to smoke them all? You spend the rest of your life smoking them all. Right. and that and Because that, they're, it's like. It's not twenty two thousand, but it is it is a large Dude, catalog. I mean, it's a large catalog. They make Rocky Patel look small. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that to be said, and I talk to people who's like, well, they do have some good cigars, and I'm like, okay, hold up. How would I know which one that is? Because I've smoked a few back in the old days, yeah. and I never had a good one. Like, I was so excited to smoke the Gurkha Ghost. The Ghost, yeah. You know, and really the reason I was excited about it is because their packaging is all pretty. You know what I mean? So it, it made it look good. Great. Yeah. And I smoked it. It, it sucked. I was not, it's just a regular it, cigar. It was a, it was a decent yeah. cigar. Not yeah. a regular. He said decent. Decent. <laughs> and then I think, what was the other one? Some Horse Bay or, you know, something Bay. I don't know. Oh, Harbor no, Bay. Ar- 
You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, they sucked. And I'm like. As he said, if you listen to the show. Yeah. Dude, (laughs) Gurkha is all about marketing. Oh, most definitely. And then, of course, the owner CEO is a racist. Now, he can say he's not. He can say that somebody hacked into my computer and, I, yeah, and they sent out a nah, message bro. on my behalf. No, nah, bro. Nah, bro. But, nah, you, know, nah, here, I, nah. you know, I don't trust them. I don't dig them. Yeah. And, you know. It was the conversation during and afterwards. And then you come with this apology that really was a written down apology. It wasn't heartfelt. And that's what got me. I was like, man, forget this. I ain't never buying another one. Because if, if you really meant it and somebody really hacked your account, you're going to be vehement about it because you got a large catalog. They're about marketing. Right. So you don't want anything and to destroy that. let me tell that. you something. If you were to get hacked, oh, come on. Now. there's a way that you can show that you got hacked. You know what I mean? There's, because there's, people that get hacked, they do that. There's evidence. Yes. There but, was no evidence that, And that's, you know, whatever. The dude's a douchebag. <laughs> that's, that's why you don't smoke Gurkha because that dude's a douchebag. And if you do smoke Gurkha, have at it. I mean, I'm not saying you? that, you know... I'm going to come by and drive by if you're smoking Gurkha. What you going to shoot at him? My pinger. Yeah, he said, my pinger. <laughs> my pinger. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, and it's just, I'm just, you know what? I smoke what I smoke. You smoke what you, you smoke. smoke what yeah, you that's smoke. Right. But if you want to be friends, <laughs> say, don't let me smoke a Gurkha. <laughs> now, let's stop right there. Because it hadn't been that long ago. That I gave you a cigar that didn't have a band on mm-hmm. it, and you smoked it, and, and you did. liked it, and then you told me what it was, and, and I was you quit angry. Smoking yep. it, <laughs> I was angry. I'm true to my word about things. When when, when I say hey, so I don't I. Like, when I say I don't like it, I don't care. You snuck it in on me. It wasn't a turd rocket. <laughs> it was a good stick. And then when you told me what it was, I was like, "Damn, it might as well yeah, have been." Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> and and I said to justify, it was free. Well, you didn't pay for it. Yep, it was you know, free. So. There's that. And then uh, let's talk about Tabanero. Dude, Tabanero, man. Running like a track star. Oh. They running like a track star, like the, an Olympic the, track star. The boutiques <sighs> of the boutiques. <sighs> the dedication and the focus on quality control is not like anybody else that I've seen in the industry. And I think, I mean, it's hard to say, but I mean they're so small yeah. that they can focus on that. And I and I asked Yanko, mm-hmm. the owner, I was like, "How do you maintain that as you grow?" And you know, he said, you know, "He said I just got to go down to Nicaragua more often and let them know this is how I want it." But see, that's that's understanding and knowing your vision and making sure that your vision continues to grow. I know what I have. I know I'm putting out a quality product, so I'm going to continue putting out this quality product. It doesn't matter if I grow. I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure I'm, I'm continually giving the people what they love. You know, some people get to that point where they're making a lot of money. They're doing a lot of stuff, so they're like, okay, it, the money, will, you know, it'll overtake what I may lose. Nah, bro. When you take care of your people, they will take care of you. Mm. They will take care of you. And Tabernaro puts out a quality stick. No matter which vehicle you get, I mean it's 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 great. If you man. haven't had the sun grown, come on, or now. the Connecticut, or the Connecticut, the Connecticut, will change your world. It'll change your world. Dude, it, it that, will change your world. Bro. There was only two Connecticut's that made my top twenty-five of the year, one. and that was one of <laughs> yeah. them. For and for a Connecticut to be 
ranked in my top 25 at like a 15. That's impressive. <laughs> say that. It made that mark. It made that mark. Cause you, I, I do like some Connecticut's, but they're usually not in my top 25. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, anyway, let's I'm talk about that. McAuliffe. What can we not say about McAuliffe? Well, I hope you filled out your bracket. I haven't got a chance to yet. Well, fill out your bracket. Yeah. It's coming. And they're well. You, you don't qualify right. to win anything, oh. but anyway. But I still love being a got, part of it. And you like that competition? I do because I love winning. <laughs> you know, I was talking to Brian Wilcoxon uh-huh. earlier today, and this morning he posted a picture of the same cigar I was smoking. Wow! And you know, Devi- you know, deviant minds like. You know what I had this morning <laughs> for my second stick? The Leyenda. Dude, that's a good cigar. That's on my pick six. That is it really? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. That is a phenomenal cigar. It is no joke. And I, it you is know what? No joke. That's, I gave you mine last Saturday after we thank won. You. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And I had another one. I said. And just so you know, I smoked it. I, oh, I know. I watched you smoke it in front of me. I watched you enjoy it in front of me. Because the thing, it, it wasn't that I gave it to him, people. Let me, let me, let me give you that. He looked at me and said, which one of them cigars can I steal? <laughs> and I said, then I looked, I was like, well, take this one. He said, that's the one I was going to steal anyway, <laughs> which was the lay end. I was going to so, make it mine. Yeah. Anyway. So, so anyway, he was just waiting on me to turn my head. Uh, look down the show notes and there will be a link to take you to the March, not March Madness, the McCallum Madness, Madness, where you can win gift cards at your local shops. You can win cigars from Al McAuliffe's personal trunk. I, I, I know it's, it's a humidor, a but can you imagine how big his, I mean, That's why dude, I say it's probably a safe. Yeah. I would love to go hang Walk out in. and just oh, smoke at Al's house. Hint, hint, Al. Anyway, uh, hey, we're going to take a quick little break, guys, and then we're going to come back and we're going to, well, when we come back, we're going to do our pick six for the week. Yes, sir. And we have Garrett coming up next, mm-hmm. Kyle Garrett from uh, Dad's Smoking Cigars. Dad's Smoking Cigars. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break. Hey guys, we have a special guest with us today. I'm so excited about having Kyle Garrett with us. You know him from Dad's Smoking Cigars. He's been doing it for a long time. Uh, we've wanted to have him on the show for a long time. I don't know why we never have like made it work, but hell, we're having him on tonight, and we almost didn't make it work tonight because of some family issues. But anyway, he's here. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thanks for uh, you know finally showing that- up. <laughs> thanks for having me I'm, I'm glad to finally be on the show and uh, i'm glad that i actually have uh i think it's like the timing works out pretty good because for the longest time i didn't have a studio oh. and it is a chilly windy night here in southern california a rare chilly night and uh I, it wouldn't have worked so well doing that you know doing the, I, <laughs> doing the show outside yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah because i remember you uh, was it i don't really know but i assumed you were like on your back patio uh, that's where, yeah, that's where I started for a long time. Cause I mean, as you know, cause you know, for those who don't know, uh, you know, dad smoking cigars I've been doing for almost gosh, four years now, four years. This yeah. Summer. You, you started and before I did. Yeah, really? Yeah. I was not aware of that. Cause I, you know, it's like, as you get into the community, you start discovering people and finding out more about people and stuff like that. Um, but no, I started it with a buddy of mine who, you know, pretty well, uh, cigar show, Tim long. 
and uh, him and I, um, we'd been wanting to do something cigar related. And so we just launched an Instagram. And after a while, uh, so uh, I, I, I told you that I had a story for you. And this okay. is a good segue for that because okay, good. <laughs> I was on my Instagram, and this is ever before I ever started my show. This goes way back, and oh. I'm on, and I'm on my Instagram, and at the time, I follow a guy named like Mike the Mechanic. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh who who was talking- who was Tim working with for a while? No, you're you're talking about Brandon. Brandon, Brandon. Okay, you're, you're yeah, talking yeah. about cigar mechanic. Yeah, Brandon cigar Wells. mechanic. So anyway, yes, I'm following him on Instagram, and he's doing mm-hmm. a live feed, and I'm watching it, and I'm you know asking questions, saying hi, all this stuff, and anyway, yeah. he's talking to these two morons. And we're talking about retro hailing and we yo dude <laughs> so that was you and i yeah, i was one of the morons yeah <laughs> do you remember that yeah. i do remember that that was actually um that was in my hometown all well, mine and tim's hometown of corona here in southern california and we had found out about brandon through a couple other instagram accounts and he was coming to California in November of 2018. And uh, he said, where's a lounge near you? I'll meet up. I'll be in the area. I mean, he was born in California, so he knows, he knows the way around. And uh, yeah, he, we met up with him at this lounge called burning desire here in uh, in Corona. And yeah, we did a live stream on his, on mine, on, you know, on dad smoking cigars. And so, yeah, that was, yeah, that was kind of when things really started to, uh, oh, that was kick off. way back in the beginning, man. Oh, hell yeah. That was in the early I was days. actually <laughs> writing a blog about cigar shops back then. That's how For I real? got into it. I, I, had, I hadn't thought of a podcast yet. You know, I was just writing yeah. reviews on different cigar shops. I would go into a shop and interview the owner. And then, you know, talk to some people in the lounge. And then I would give them like a rating on all these different categories. And after right. a f- after like a few shops, I was like, you know, it would be better if I brought a podcast in here and interviewed the owner. And yep. I mean, several months later, that's kind of what we dove into. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And all the episodes sucked. But, we, <laughs> you know, got a little bit better each time. And now... Yep. Most people think we're doing a good job. I posted a review yesterday of a guy mm-hmm. who said uh, he listened to our show and left a review on Apple iTunes, and it said, one star, well, that's an hour of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> I love those. That, that's why I posted it. I was like, hey, you know what? Everybody that's, doesn't like you. That, no, then that's it's, it's kind of refreshing at times, but... but when you're also when you're hitting a lull, you're like, okay, I could use a little bit more, uh, you know, positive interaction here. So tell me I'm doing okay because yeah. nobody's talking. Well, That's, you know, uh, for me, I wish the guy that leaves that negative would like mm-hmm. leave me advice. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of just right. say you suck, which you know I've heard mm-hmm. that all my life. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, what would make it better for you? Right. But, you know, because, you know, you know how it is. Guys always tell you they love the show. You're doing a great job. But when the people who don't listen because they don't like what you do, you don't ever find out why. They just say, screw it. Yeah. 
It's like, tell me why I suck. So tell me how I cannot suck. So and how many episodes do you have now? Because you've been doing it a long oh, dear, time. Dear God. Um, you don't even well, the, know. No, I, I, you kidding. I don't pay attention to that shit. Um, but uh, no, we the YouTube channel launched in like April of 2019. And, you okay. know, we did it at a, we did it at a Tim's garage. And, you know, we were doing an episode every week, whether it was a review or something like now, that. Did or Tim interview. move? Did Tim, um, move? Tim did move. Tim bought. They were living in uh, a uh, a condo. And that's where we initially started doing the show. Because well, he had then, made a nice, a pretty nice studio for you guys. He did. He did. He helped me build this one. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he put together a nice setup, and it kept getting, you know, you know, Tim. It's always like advance, 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 improve, improve, improve. And you know, yeah, it was a good setup, and uh, it worked out really well. I mean, we, <laughs> we, you can't tell, but when we interviewed Luis Cuevas, you know, back in uh, early 2020, before everything went to shit um you know we were at the little bar that tim built and all that stuff what you don't see is there's all these uh harbor freight blankets surrounding us acting as sound damp i actually did see. see those i actually saw yeah. like a little tour one time and it yeah, was like yeah. yeah but those work great they're good sound dampening so i mean you know if if people want to do this whether it be about cigars or cars or women whatever yeah, so, yeah. I don't recommend men doing a show about women. That's that's probably no. a bad idea. But, no. Uh, so you've been doing it four years now. I mean, what what just what, about what made you decide you wanted to do a cigar show? Just a growing passion for cigars, which I think that's where it should start. You know, love of cigars and a growing appreciation for them. You know, I I smoke. You know. I smoke cigars because of my dad, hence why, and being a dad, I just like, you know, when I was thinking of a, what to call it, I was just like, dad smoking cigars. That's yeah. just perfect. Cause my dad got me into them. You know, I'm a dad, you know, all that good stuff. So it just made sense. And it's, it's very relatable. Um, but uh, just, I was seeing more stuff pop up on like YouTube and things like that. And, you know, in the earlier days when there wasn't a whole ton of cigar YouTubers or bloggers, you know, it was like in the early days where it was just like Tim Swanson and Brad Reith and all that stuff. And uh, a couple other people, um, Bob, the cigar guy and all that stuff. But, um, you know, it was just a growing passion and love for cigars. And it was just like, you know what, I want to do something like this, you know, smoking them much more frequently starting in like 2018. I've technically been smoking since I was 19. I'm 37 now. Do the math. Dang. And, um, but I've only been smoking frequently since about that year. And that was a crazy year. Cause it was a year of loss and a year of new wonderful stuff. It was a roller coaster and cigars were kind of how I coped. Oh, I get everything. it, man. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so you said in 2018, I, I want to, touch on that like you said loss explain that a little bit um yeah and uh what i gotta kind of give you the backdrop because beginning of 2018 um and as of this month we'll have been living in the house that we bought at that time for four years so we had just bought our first house we closed on the house like the day after new year's 2018 our very first house my wife was pregnant with our second son and he was coming at the end of july and so everything was coming up roses, man. And it was just wonderful and beautiful and everything was exciting and happy. And then smack in the middle of February, 
February 16th, um, you know, we found out that my wife's nephew, well, my nephew as well, my, my um, in-laws grandson had passed away in a car accident. Oh man. And it was a solo crash out in Long Beach. He went to see a midnight showing of Black Panther with some friends. He was leaving the city. He didn't even make it onto the freeway. And we don't, we still don't know what happened or why he crashed or what caused it. Um, and how old all he know is 21. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, no, he was such a, such a great kid. And I don't, you know, I know everybody says that about family or friends that pass, you know, they always highlight the good. This kid was just the greatest. I mean, such a generous and kind young man. And he was going places and that was the hard part about it. And then 11 days later, my son was born. So this roller coaster of just the first two months was just insane. Um, good and bad. And so, yeah, so <laughs> I, so, uh, so two, cigars were, were two, helpful. Two questions. Sure. I have to believe that when you signed the closing papers for your house, mm-hmm. you had a special cigar. Well, I honestly can't remember if I did or not. I do know that like not long after my son was born, I had a cigar. I couldn't tell you. Well, that was the second question. Don't ruin that yeah. too. <laughs> well, I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of you, but uh, the house, I don't remember specifically picking or choosing because you, you got to understand at the time I only had like maybe a handful of cigars to my name. If that yeah. I had a small tabletop humidor, I, I, I don't, I don't have the abundance that I have now, which I'm very fortunate and grateful to have. Um, but, uh, yeah, at the time I, you know, getting cigars was kind of piecemeal because, you know, my wife then, and, and now, even though she supports what <laughs> I do, she wasn't crazy about me smoking more frequently. She likes you're smoking again. And it'd be like the second time that week. And it's just like, compared <laughs> to now, it's just like, yeah, I am because I want to have one right now. So right. it was always on the back patio, but no, there was no, not that I can recall, uh, having a special cigar. Um, after the close of the house, I probably had a drink, um, of course. for sure. And then, uh, after my son was born, I, I think, I think I had a cigar with my dad a little while after that. Nice. Now is your dad I'm, still living? Oh yes. Okay, very much. Nice. So he is, uh, 60 years old and healthy as a horse and wow. he's, you know, he's young. still incredible still incredibly good looking and uh what know. happened to you <laughs> uh, well i look just like him so <laughs> <laughs> whatever works but for uh, you brother <laughs> no yeah no he's uh he's awesome he's been uh, working in insurance for the last 40 years he works for a big company called hub out now has he worked and... for the same company for 40 no. years okay okay no he's just been in the industry for gotcha 40 years. gotcha started with state farm and then worked his way into a couple other you know brokerage firms he started his own brokerage firm in the mid 90s had it for about 10 years and then he kind of he merged with the company and then another company you know bought that he worked for this company out of salt lake for uh probably close to about 10 years and then you know he's worked he's he worked out in irvine and now he's uh, out here in uh, riverside which isn't far from where i live because for a while he was out in orange county and uh now what part of california you you live in I, i don't know exactly Okay. Uh, I live, I live about two hours North of San Diego. Okay. And I would say about 45 minutes to an hour Northeast 
of Los Angeles. And I'm probably wrong about that direction. So don't quote me because I am directionally challenged I, without I, a good I, GPS. I, I, I'm screwed. I'm from Texas. You could tell me whatever direction. I'm not going to verify it. I'm geological right. challenge. I'm also speech impediment guy. In yep. fact, I don't know if you ever heard, but they say mm -hmm. that I speak Lubbockian. What does that mean? I grew up in Lubbock, Texas. And okay, well, that makes sense. I speak Lubbockian. But anyway, uh, so you've been doing the show now for four years. That's incredible, man. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, it's 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 kind of crazy just because it's it, it really started as a brand, and then it kind of went from there. Um, you know, Tim and I did it together for about a year and a half, and then with the pandemic and everything, just fucking up the works and making it really hard to – stay connected. I mean, we would do the shows remote yeah, and we would just do it together, but just the way things were going, we felt like there was kind of a fork in the road, you know, and we talked and he's saying, you know, I've been kind of thinking about doing my own thing. And I'm like, that's cool. You're man. like I mean, good riddance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what went down. No, it was, it was, it was one of those things where like, I, I had this feeling and come to find out he had the same one, which was, which was fortunate because you're like, I'm thinking, you know what? He's doing this thing on the side and I'm, you know, we're still doing the show on Fridays, but at the same time, I'm just like, I feel like that, you know, he might as well just do his thing and I might as well do mine, but I didn't know how to bring it up. Right. And then I remember we were having a conversation on the phone about a couple of the things. He says, you know, honestly, I'm not sure, you know, about my future with dad smoking cigars. I said, well, funny you mentioned it. And then we I was thinking to get rid of you already. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was no. Thankfully, it was mutual. Like, it was mutual. It was mutual. It wasn't something I had to worry about or stress about. Because yeah, you are still friends, started. right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 mean, I seen see y'all see... do something not too long ago on YouTube together. Uh, what was it? Wasn't on YouTube. We 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 hung out. Maybe uh, it was on like Instagram. I just saw you. Yeah, together. it was on. It was on Instagram. We were hanging out New Year's Eve just for a couple hours, middle of the day, and went over there, hung out, smoked a couple cigars, and yeah, you know, we see each other periodically. Our lives are so insane. You know, it's it's hard to have any overlap. Now, how how did you guys meet? Oh, we've known each other for <laughs> too long. We've known each too other long. too long. All right. Um, but uh, no, I've known him since I was eighteen. Wow! It took so we've known we've known each other. Yeah, but this year it'll be twenty years. We've known each other for a long time. My best friend so. is going with me to TPE as my assistant because Bryant, my co-host, will not get on a plane. He's like John Madden. He will oh, not really? get on a plane, so he's not going. Him. Yeah, God rest John Madden, the greatest of all times on being a broadcaster for nfl i mean nobody could replace that guy when him and pat summerall quit it was like now we're gonna put up with you know troy aikman and joe buck and I, <laughs> and now you know tony romo is the you know whatever but anyway nobody could ever replace madden that you know that's not ever gonna happen no. And if you weren't alive during that time watching John Madden, you really missed out. Oh, yeah. I'm not even like a – I'm not a my, – my dad's a sports fan. It never really took with me. But I would still be so entertained by him just watching him. Oh, yeah. Just, like, like the running back goes over here and boom. You know, I mean, it was like – 
And that's great football. That's great football. Very nice, man. I'm <laughs> impressed. So uh, tell me about what you do besides dad smoking cigars. What do you do for a living, man? You're a working dude like me. Well, I do. I work part time, you know, just right now because I am mostly a stay at home dad. I have been pretty much since my oldest was born. Uh, you know, my wife's got a great job. Uh, she actually works for my dad. In oh, insurance. wow. She works Very for cool. she works for his the, the same company. She works under him and she's really good at her job and stuff like that. So um, when our oldest was born, I chose to go to work part time. I was working full time up until then doing uh, pool maintenance and all that stuff. I did that for 11 years. And then uh, once our youngest was born and we were fully out here because my oldest went to a preschool out near where I worked in uh, uh, the town where I was born. It's a town called Upland here in Southern California. And uh, once he was done there, it was just strictly here. So trying to drive 45 minutes to an hour out to my job just didn't make sense. So I needed to find a job close to home. And for the last three and a half years, I've been working for Home Depot. So which and take, what do you do you know, at Home Depot? I work in garden. The, so like, the, like someone asked, the, hey, where's the mulch? It's over yeah. on 37A. Oh, yeah. It's, I know, I'm not even that specific. I'm like, <laughs> go outside. It's the very back row in the corner. So, but uh, no, I've been working for Home Depot for four years about this July. Basically, I've been, I've been working for Home Depot as long as I've been doing dad smoking cigars. Wow. So it literally happened around the same time. So what is it? feel like smoking for smoking working <laughs> all right i've been drinking knob creek 12 year old and let me tell you what <laughs> it's fantastic if you haven't had uh, it you got to try it i will definitely try it soon i'm drinking aberfeldy 12 year is so. that a scotch it is a scotch i don't really drink much scotch i'm a i'm a diehard bourbon guy but if i'm gonna drink scotch it's gonna be spring bank have you had that one i haven't Springbank so. is the only scotch still made the old school way. No mm. computers, no automation. It's all still done the old way. All right. And it's not smoky and it's not peaty, so I can enjoy it. Which I'm good with because I, I like kind of more of like a lighter scotch. I don't, you know, when it's peaty and it's smoky, it's just a little too heavy on the palate for oh, me. Oh, dude, like, if, if that's how you are, you would love the spring bank and just a 10 year the 10 year is phenomenal it's about 62 to 65 bucks a bottle and, and that's you know i think that's a good price for something that i i don't want to pay 90 dollars for well yeah that's kind of on the higher end of affordable yeah so you're paying you know 50 to 60 bucks for a bottle of whiskey isn't that bad but no i i drink scotch periodically like you i'm mostly a bourbon fan i like okay I, I, okay it's just something i enjoy more often than not you know i i try to find different bourbons and bourbons i've never heard of and you you talk about having a peaty and smoky flavor my i went to my dad's and we did a, a whiskey tasting a, like a zoom whiskey tasting which is the weirdest thing ever and he had these three small bottles of whiskey and one of them was like a peat bourbon a peat bourbon yeah and i gotta tell you i don't know who the hell thought of that but it tasted like friggin' sewage oh I, that stuff I, yeah. was nasty i can't like, imagine i mean because bourbon is automatically gonna be sweeter on yes. most palates than scotch and mm -hmm. i 
a friend of mine brought in a a bottle of fifteen year. Uh, I think it was Glenn Levitt. Yeah, I, I could be mispronouncing the name. I'm Glenn Levitt. Yeah, you yeah. got it. And I already had a bottle of uh, George or Dickel, a bottle and bond. And I took a, he poured me a glass and I was like, I took a drink and I was like, no way. I don't like this at all. I'm going to, in fact, I just shot it so I could get back to my bourbon because you know, the bourbon is a, it's just so much more enjoyable for me because it's a little sweeter. It's got Mm -hmm. a little heat to it. And I don't know about you, but I really like bourbons that are like right around the 100 proof level. Because, oh, so do I. Yeah, and that's what, dude, this Knob Creek 12 is 100 proof. And that's right, also man. one of the reasons that I love most bottle and bonds. I I found very rarely that I drink a bottle and bond that I don't like. Yeah, no, I, I, I my whiskey collection is pathetically low. So oh, I need to get oh. back out there. <laughs> this this is my collection. <laughs> <laughs> I I this is like the most like regular kind of whiskey that I have. Like pretty much all my bourbons are gone. And the only other whiskey that I have as a full bottle was a gift from my sister-in-law. It's old smoky. How is that? And I've never had it. Oh, wait well, a minute. Does that say peanut butter? It does say peanut butter, which I'll admit, even though I was very grateful to my sister-in-law, it was very sweet. That she bought me a bottle of whiskey for Christmas. Yes. When I saw peanut butter on there, I was just like, all right. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's like, you know, I've done peanut butter whiskey before. It's nice to have every now and then. And it's just like, yeah. But, you know, I had it the other night and it was just. Let me tell you, was, for Christmas, and I hope my family is not watching this show. <laughs> During our Christmas get together, my brother-in-law is going to have surgery and he can no longer smoke. Like mm. not not like for a week or two, he can no longer smoke. That sucks. Yeah. And he brought me a giant bag full of cigars and 90% of them were Gurkhas. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your shirt. It says, friends don't let friends smoke Gurkha. Oh, man. That's... Uh, so, you know, you, know what, what? you know what's hilarious about that is I put the bag in the humidor, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to smoke them because I, I just... I'm right. not a fan. But my co-host, Bryant, who is also not right. a fan... I took the band off and gave him one, and he smoked it. <laughs> oh, and what did he say? He was like, oh, man, this is nice. This is nice. And I was like, because I you told don't him. even know. I told him it was something else. I told him it was some <laughs> AJ Fernandez, whatever. And Oh, you asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and about halfway in, I told him it was a Gurkha, and he was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> So, you know, oh, man. that's and that's what I decided to do. I'm going to pull all the bands off of them, and I'm going to give them to... Because I don't know how it is when you do your show, but when we do our show, we usually have people in the studio just watching. And right. so let me tell you that if you come to the studio when we're doing a show, it is the best, funnest party you have ever been to. Now, oh man, I've had comments from uh, caring people 
mm-hmm. that comment with the effects of, hey, Rob, I think you're drinking too much during the show. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like hey. That's the point. I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> don't, tell me what, don't tell me what I already know. I'm aware. Yeah, man, that's the point. But so. when you come to the studio to watch the show, we have all the bourbon you want to drink, and we have all the free cigars you want to smoke. It's a great time. Well, I will have to make a trip to Texas. Dude, we would love for you to come, man. I got so many friends in Texas. Like, it's ridiculous. I have friends in, I have friends uh, close to like Houston, Dallas, and and then, you know, even some of the lesser known cities and stuff like that. I got tons of people that I know there. I have tons of excuses to go. We're in one of the lesser known towns called Abilene. Mm -hmm. But if you I've ever, heard of Abilene, well, that's only because there was a song called Abilene, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're only about two and a half hours from DFW. So, I mean, you know, okay. Yeah. So if you ever get out this way, let me know, man, we'd love to do a show with you. Have you come on live? Absolutely. But uh, to answer your earlier question, what do I do besides this? Um, I work, you know, Home Depot, which is interesting. I have stories that I could probably tell, but I'm going to save those for another time. But uh, the main thing that I do, which I'm really trying to get the ball rolling on, and I've been uh, making you know a small amount of progress, I do voice work. Immediately to my right is my recording studio. Do you I have, have a, no... like a booth where you go in there and it's like super quiet? How's that work? Uh, well, it's a little messy, so I'm going to turn my webcam just a little bit so you can see. Oh, very cool, man. Very That's cool. my little area right there. That's cool. I don't screw with. Now, like, where where are you at right now? I mean, are you in the house? Are you in the garage? No, I'm in the garage. Okay. I'm in the garage. I'm in a little like seven by 10 so structure that so we built on one side. Your wife's car is in the garage and your car's in the driveway. That's how it started. Right now, there is no room for her car in the garage because <laughs> we're we're setting not because of this, oh. but we're getting we're getting ready to uh, update a bunch of stuff in our house, and so some of the materials are taking up room in the garage that we bought. That gotcha. We to, I was like, if your studio be- is impeding on her car, you're you're not doing good, bro. No, for the first six months or so. Uh, well, even longer than that, she was able to park her car in here just fine. And that uh, was that was kind of like the deal. She's like, as long as I can park my car in the garage and get out, <laughs> she's like, you can have your studio. I'm like, I'm sold. That's fine. And so we made but it. But what she and- didn't calculate was how much room she, the garage would need to hold stuff when y'all updated the house. If she. Yeah, but that know- wasn't that wasn't part of the plan. Because <laughs> yeah, we had we had no plans to update anything until we found out we had two slab leaks. So there, that, that, there you go. But uh, no, I. Um, I've actually gotten one paid gig in voice work. My brother actually works for quiet, cool whole house fans, which I don't know if that's a thing out in Texas. Um, whole house fans are basically, uh, they're, they're energy saving, uh, fans that you have up in your attic and they can cool the entire house at half the energy and half the price of an air conditioning unit. Well, that's and, because you're in California where the weather yes. is like paradise in Texas. Yeah, that doesn't it's fly. balls hot. Yeah. It's balls hot. I mean, when it's 107. Yeah, I that's it, that's I, the hottest it's ever gotten here where we live. I think the hottest it's ever gotten was about 107. Yeah, uh, we, we, we that doesn't happen often. Yeah, we've been in the 110, 112 in 
like July and August. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that would work, but but uh, I did uh, a voiceover for one of their uh, promo videos for a couple of different fans that they offer and stuff, and I got you know paid decent amount for just just two minutes of me talking. That's awesome, you know? dude. That is yeah, awesome. So. Like I could like I do a podcast every week, and I'm not trying to brag, but some people say have said that I have a great voice for radio or whatever it is that we do, but I could never do voiceovers. <laughs> you, def- you, de- you definitely have a face for radio. Right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, you know what? And that's why our YouTube numbers are not where we want to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if that's an issue I'm having right now because uh, my YouTube, I mean, it, I got a decent amount of people subscribed, but it's just, it's kind of plateaued. It hasn't gone up. It's about 715 right now and hasn't moved for months. So it's trying to figure out how to get more people to, you know, check out the channel and stuff like that. I think so, I got a, I got an idea for you. Okay, sure. If you want to really soar your numbers up, mm-hmm. you got to bring in a hot naked chick. That works every yeah. time. You can look at Instagram all day long, and I promise you that's what's going on in the cigar industry. <laughs> you know, when I was on Paula's yeah, show. I don't know about that. When I was on Paula's show, I said, can we find another girl to get half naked and pose with a cigar? (laughs) (laughs) And and she acted like she was kind of offended, but I was like, you know what? I love what you do, but do we need 50,000 of them? (laughs) You know, come Mm. on. Yeah, but... uh... No, she's she's great, and uh, her lounge is uh, definitely taken off. Oh, and, dude, uh, it's a what, great place. Saying you you got to come out here and hang out. There I for sure. I want to just, I mean, for for one, hanging out with Paula at the lounge would be amazing. But mm-hmm. it's such a cool place. You have an old school barber in the front, and mm-hmm. then you have like a speakeasy speakeasy lounge in the back. Well, you don't have to tell me I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was great. The first night was was incredible, and you know I've been there one time since, and it's just such a chill vibe. And you know she, it's it it's definitely all her. The entire place is her, and that's what makes it so great. So, yeah, I'm excited but, uh, about what she's gonna do there. I really am. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think uh, TPE is gonna be a nice. Uh, nice networking weekend for her and she's going to get to you know do some amazing stuff so i'm excited for her and i wish i could be there but i, I cannot man I, I wish you were going to be there too i was really hoping i sent you a message i'm like six right. weeks ago i was like hey man mm-hmm. are you going to be at tpe because i've been wanting to get you on the show and then yep. when you said no i was like well then we can do it zoom that's cool yeah no i mean i'm glad we can do this and stuff like that and uh definitely next year i'm hoping uh uh just pca just for the just for the sake of going to pca this year because again i know so many people who are going i want to go check it out and that's what it's all Uh, about that's what it's all mm -hmm. about for me anyway yeah that's the networking it's the people it's uh, building those relationships seeing people that you know whether you've met them in person or you've just been friends on social media for however the hell long um it's it's nice to be able to connect with all those people and stuff like that and get to you know do all that fun stuff, you know, whether you're 
talking about cigars or you're getting drunk at the bar, you know, <laughs> or both at the same time, or both or both at the same time. Exactly. So, and you know, but, uh, what I have been told by someone that will remain anonymous, which I right. don't, I don't know how much you ever see what I do, but I am a t-shirt shorts, flip flops kind of guy. I kind of figured. Yeah. So I was told when I go to TPE, I'm going to have to kick it up two notches, not one notch, but two notches. So I it up, Rob. I got a sport coat I'm going to wear, (laughs) and I'm going to wear jeans and I'm going to wear some nice dress shoes. But Mm -hmm. you know what? My wife is already like, oh, you got to go buy some nice collared shirts and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm kind of leaning towards wearing t-shirts under my sport coat because that's just just me. My, my Miami Vice it man right right <laughs> get yourself a nice pair of loafers I mean I'm not and... I'm not wearing flip-flops I'm wearing <laughs> nice dress shoes that go right. with jeans and so yeah. I'm like I don't know if I can do the button up yeah yeah that's that's something I'll have to think about because I mean I when I'm at home, I don't give a crap how I look. I'm just like, and I'm no, taking care of kids. Dude, I went so I'm to, just like, I went to my home lounge yesterday and went back and hung out for like six hours. And I was yeah. wearing pajama pants, my house slippers, and a t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're you're describing what I wear when I drop off my oldest at school. I, yeah, I did that. Except I went to the cigar lounge, and all these old guys are like are you wearing pajamas? And I'm like, I am. It's, it's 28 degrees outside. <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> and, and I don't know if you know, but our producer slash camera operator for the studio is mm-hmm. his name is Larry. Okay. He's a, he's a black man. That's six foot seven. Oh shit. His nickname is BDL. And that stands for Big Dick Larry. <laughs> I, I, somehow I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. And he walked in yesterday and he was like, I know those are pajamas, but I have never seen you wear pants before. <laughs> so that tells you that I'm not a pants guy. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, obviously when it's warmer. When it gets cooler, I'm just like on with the pants. I don't I don't mess with shorts or anything unless I'm the heater's on full in the house and I don't feel like putting on jeans or whatever. Well, if I we're in the, if we're in the high thirties, I'm good with shorts. But see, you're you're a braver, stronger man than I am. I'm good with like, flip flops. I'm good with flip flops if we're in the high thirties. But once you get <laughs> into the twenties. I got to wear my pajama pants and they're flannel. They actually look just like your shirt, but they're flannel pants. All right. Yeah. No, I got plenty of pairs of those, but I'm just to give you context at how well I do cold, because again, Southern California, it's warm all year round. It, the lowest, I think it gets like at night, let's just say at night, I think it gets to like in the forties, maybe, maybe. And we went to New York, you know, my wife and I, and on the last day we were there, it was like 27 degrees. But even before that, it was like in the mid thirties. I'm wearing a freaking, you know, uh, uh, are you wearing a scarf? 
Yes, I was wearing oh, a scarf. Soon. I knew it. <laughs> but everybody in New York wears a scarf, so sure, sure. We 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 looked like we fit in a little bit. But uh, now I'm wearing like this fleece line hoodie. I'm wearing a pea coat over that. I'm wearing my <laughs> scarf. You know, if I if I was wearing a hat because you know, like I cut my hair super short, so my head was freezing. So I'd have like this fleece line, you know uh beanie and stuff like that so yeah i mean i wasn't like freezing my ass off you know but at the same time you were dressed because for it, i was though. yeah i was bundled up for it yeah so. now if i went to new york i would have to make a change but in texas i mean even in the dead of winter our normal yeah. weather is like 45 to 65 and so okay. that's shorts weather all day long yeah yeah, no, I don't. I don't bust out the shorts until it hits like the high seventies, low eighties. So, so hey, that's usually how it works for me. Change gears here. How many kids sure. you got? I got two. Two boys. Two boys. How old are they? Uh, my oldest is eight. He'll be nine this July, and my my youngest, he's about to turn four here in February. All right. So, is and there going to be any more? Or is that it? Oh uh, no, I'm done. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Ice packs on the balls. Of, I, I took care of that over a year ago because I, I just saw. I told my wife. I said, if you told me you were pregnant tomorrow, I'd have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I'm yeah. with them every day, all day. They drive me up the fucking wall. I love them to death. Would do anything for them, but they drive me absolutely insane. I want to tell you something that maybe you're not aware of. Okay. And maybe you're delusional, like I was. Yeah. But when they turn 18, you still are responsible for them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, I know. I, I thought as soon as they hit 18, I'm done. Get the fuck out. Well, I guess the, uh, the catch for that would be hopefully praying, knock on wood, I'll be making a decent amount of money by that time. So being responsible for them won't be, you know, as taxing as it sounds it doesn't so. matter if it's taxing it's just a pain in the ass oh well you know that's just kids in general yes you know you love them but they still end up being a pain in the I'm ass i'm like but then again they think you're a pain in the ass too so it's a door that swings. oh both dude ways. they think we're just the dumbest people on the earth which sometimes we are so but we just hide it well you know we, we just <laughs> take a drink right exactly so no, but uh, no, they're they're. I have awesome kids. They're they're wonderful. They're smart. They're hilarious. They're hours of entertainment. And do they but, go to school? Yeah, my uh, my oldest is uh, he's going to be obviously this year. He's wrapping up third grade. My youngest just started preschool back in August. Mm. So he's he loves it. Um, he wasn't as eager to you know. <laughs> go into the school building without mom and dad as his big brother was because like my oldest, baby he's the baby he's he is the baby and uh my my oldest um he spent time with other kids like tim's kids he spent a lot of time with and so he had already acclimated to spending time with kids his age and so when, when we walked him onto that preschool campus he's just like okay bye dad it's like bye yeah you're <laughs> you know? like sweet i'm done yep so he he took to it like a fish to water and you know my my youngest he loves it he talks about it he'll come home and talk about it 
you know, but when I'm dropping him off, he kind of looks over his shoulders. Like you're leaving me again. It's like, yeah, kid, I'm leaving you. I got stuff to do. Now, <laughs> now how long does your youngest one stay in school? Is he there all day? He is there all day, except Wednesdays, Wednesdays. And I personally speaking, and I think it's the dumbest thing. I don't know why they do it. I don't remember doing it when I was a kid. They have early out day on Wednesday, which means we pick them up an hour earlier, which I'm sorry. That is just annoying as hell. That is annoying as hell. Because it's like I have an hour less than what I would normally have, like, say, on Monday, because Monday, Wednesday, Friday, both boys are in school. And Monday and Wednesdays are the key days for me where I can get stuff done, whether it's stuff here in the studio, stuff in the house. My wife can work in peace. She doesn't have to worry about hearing kids screaming downstairs. I'm on a call. Keep them quiet. It's like there's no one here, you know. But now, uh, now, now is your wife working from home? She is. But the only reason why she's still working from home is because like every time they start talking about bringing everybody back to the office, somebody catches COVID. I don't know why they would ever bring anybody back. I mean, if I'm a business and I've got 30 employees that I can just keep at home and I don't have to pay for a freaking office, I don't have to pay for the electricity. I'm like, Hey, you know what? This is a blessing in disguise. I didn't know. And <laughs> I I actually know people that were like, after they were home working for six months, they called up the company and was like, yeah, I'm either going to work from home or I'm not coming back. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. Just keep working at home. <laughs> I honestly would love it if she went back to the office. Well, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> just, be- just because like, we spend so much time together as it is like prior to the pandemic, you know, it was a nice balance. She would go to work. I wouldn't see her all day when she came home, you know, glad you're home. Hey, and it's just the, like the, 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 uh, what, what do they say? The, uh, missing someone makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, or some a- bullshit. Absence, <laughs> make, absence make the heart grow fonder. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> this is like, yeah, it's, and it's like one of those things too, because you forget they're working while they're home and so you're like you you can't expect them to step in and help you with you know whatever crap you're dealing with the kids this is like well i'm on my own which you know i would have been anyway if she's in the office so it's just one of those things you just have to operate under the usual thing so all right so uh, what do you got planned for uh dad smoking cigars over the next 12 months i mean i know you're like one of those you know planners you're a planner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who told you that <laughs> well i know you're not a not planner like me i don't plan shit. i'm well i i have i have goals i have things that i want to see happen you know first and foremost is just seeing the youtube channel grow because gotcha. i i love creating content and i'll admit you know sometimes the setup and and, and everything like that can be boring I'm trying to figure out ways to kind of liven up the content, trying to make it a little more interesting, you know, not put out the same shit every week. Um, You know, I try to make sure like I'm not always doing reviews. I try to kind of throw in a random video about, you know, something or the other related to cigars or now see that's something that you do different than what we do. You actually do cigar reviews. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. No, I know. When I've, I've listened to the podcast and you guys, you know, you're just having conversation and yeah, you, you we, talk, touch on what cigars you're smoking. I, and you we, know, we talk about what our favorite cigars were the last seven days that we smoked. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, we might throw in some news here and there. 
But right. most of it is like if you were sitting in a lounge, this is what we're talking about. Right. We want you to feel like you're in our lounge. But you actually have like a palate delicate enough to do cigar reviews. You know, my cigar review level is I like it or I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's just interesting because I think back to when I we I was first doing this and I didn't have a palate at all. I didn't have a palate to, to be able to kind of suss out stuff in cigars and you know what i was tasting i just smoked because i liked smoking and you know i didn't have too many favorites other than like the typical ones you'd hear people talk about it's like oh i like cohibas and yeah at the time much to my shame i liked gurkhas i would smoke them but again i had no <laughs> i had no palate i had no you know nothing that you could call like a discerning taste when it came to cigars. And there's that shirt. There's that shirt. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Hey, hey, but, you uh, know what? I got my heater going on in the studio. It's getting freaking yeah. hot. I had a fleece on. I had to take it off. No, for sure. I contemplated putting the heater on, but like I was in my house and I, I'm wearing flannel t-shirt underneath and all that stuff, jeans and boots. I'm still wearing the clothes I wore to work. And, uh, I was like getting getting a bunch of crap done before the boys went down stuff that like my wife just said, could you please do these couple of things before I get home? I'm like, well, these better get done. Otherwise I'm in deep shit. And then uh, I'm sweating. So when I came out of here, it was a nice, it was a nice uh, uh, change of uh, temperature and climate and stuff. But uh, no, what I was saying is like, I didn't have any discerning taste with cigars. I didn't know what was how to pick up flavors or anything like that i just smoke stuff right and it wasn't until i started trying like boutique cigars like which are the the best Beautiful. they are the best i i mean, I, dude, I, I, I don't I, know where i was man boutiques are just like you know what you find the guys that care about the cigars if you're smoke, and don't get me wrong, there's some big name cigars that have been around since my grandfather was alive that right. they're still making great cigars. Like, I'm a fan of Partagas. I think Partagas makes good cigars, but they're Partagas no longer Partagas. They're, you know, General Cigar. And mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of most cigars that General Cigar puts out because when you grow to that size, you no longer have the ability to do quality control. Exactly. How pissed off are you when you buy a $12 cigar that's plugged? Well, you in California, you're buying a $15, $16, $17 cigar that's plugged. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> Even worse than that, I remember one of the most... Uh, heartbreaking moment smoking a cigar was my in-laws they went to cuba and they brought me back four cigars you know and i remember i remember telling them i said okay because they said do you want us to pick up some cigars i said that'd be great i said just make sure you actually go into a shop don't get them from the peddler right, right. don't get them off the street right. go into a shop go into a shop if you want to buy me and i you know buy any of the larger you know because your first response is don't worry about it yeah so they picked me up for and i remember like 
oddly enough, because I don't really smoke these anymore, uh, that was the last good Cohiba I had that they brought me home. You know, I've and never I, had a good Cohiba. I that was the last time. Actually, scratch that. That and the Bahike. Those are the last two good cigars made by Cohiba. I that had, ever had an eight year old Bahike, whatever the hell you said. Mm. Didn't care for it, man. A friend the of one mine, I had was good. A friend of mine from Atlanta, Georgia, who has more money than sense, <laughs> sent me a four pack of cigars out of his humidor. One of them was the Padron Millennium, which was a 20-year-old cigar at the time. Holy shit. And my expectations were very low because I was like, all right, it's a 20-year-old cigar. Dude, right. that cigar was amazing. I, I mean, can imagine. Dude, it was, like, amazing. In fact, I wish he would send me another one. <laughs> he, <laughs> what are the odds of that? Hey, but anyway, he had boxes of them. Right. But uh, so anyway, and I had like an, uh, an Epicure, um, a Cohiba, which was actually very good. And, and uh, I can't remember the other one, but the one that I'm thinking about, it was a Monte Cristo Open Master. Now, honestly, I haven't had the greatest of experiences with Monte Cristo. I it's it's strange. I I dog Monte Cristo all the time. <laughs> okay, so you understand, but I I cut the cigar, I lit it up, and I swear to you, it was like trying to suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Yeah, it was that, and I I stabbed the shit out of that thing. I got a toothpick, I tunneled the hell out of it, I squeezed it, I tried to like make it give a little bit more. It was wrapped so tight and packed so and tight. You could no feel matter it what was I did hard. To... Yes, exactly. I was playing a little too much with it. Well, yeah, but but how how <laughs> how awesome is it when you fill a cigar that's that hard but smokes perfectly? Oh, I love that. It's like that's one of the coolest that's things. That's somebody is art. who knows how to roll a cigar. That is art right yes. there. To have a cigar that is so solidly constructed, like you you barely squeeze it and has next to no give, but it has the smoothest draw perfect ever had. Yes. Exactly. This was not that cigar. I could barely get a wisp of smoke out of the damn thing. I tried for 15 minutes. I had one of the worst headaches ever. Yeah. After that. Yeah. I and don't I do that. I will not. If you, if I do not get a good draw within the first five puffs, I throw it away, man. I put it in the ashtray. I let it go. Yeah. And I light up another one because my time is more valuable than that. <laughs> I was just so... I felt so bad, even though I didn't pay for the cigar, it was a gift. So it's like I could have had been a little bit more cavalier about it and just like, yeah, screw it. I didn't pay for it. But yeah, I, it was like they brought it all the way from Cuba, Cuba for me. And I'm just like, God damn it. I was just like, I just <laughs> I wanted it. I wanted to try and get what I could out of it. And I didn't even make you it. wanted like it third. to be good. <laughs> I wanted it to be good. And it was the, there was no good to be had out of that damn thing and i was just like well this is a first and i just dropped the thing in the ashtray and i lit up a padilla and that was way better than that well i just put so, out i well i just finished a mccallif medallia have you ever had it i've only had one mccallif and it was the nicaraguan and that was excellent okay well i well first of all we'll just let it be known that mccallif 
is a long-term sponsor of our show. Yes. We love what they do. But I am more on the Gomez Sanchez line of McAuliffe. So what you smoked was the uh, Grande Bold, the Bold line. Yes, yes. And those are those are really good cigars. But mm-hmm. if you have the opportunity to smoke the core line of the Gomez and Sanchez line, dude, you're talking about night and day on how good they are. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to get on that because I mean, McAuliffe is a brand that I want to explore a lot. You know more. what? After this show is over, you send me your address and I'll send you a couple of medallions just because that's one of my go-to cigars. I can't even imagine how many boxes of medallions I've smoked. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking like... I'm That's gonna, me with Cuevas. I, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm going to guess that it's in the neighborhood of about 30 boxes. Holy shit. And I haven't, got, I haven't gotten there with Cuevas yet. Well, in 30 boxes of medallions, because I smoke a box a month of medallions. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, out of 30 boxes, I've had two cigars that the draw wasn't perfect wow and one of the things i love about the gomez sanchez line is every cigar is put on a test draw machine so they don't sell bullshit plug cigars and I, yeah. I, I, you know, in 30 boxes, if you get two, that means the person that was doing the draw machine, he was smoking and was like talking while he was doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, the, you know, the, for me, I don't have the most sensitive palate like you do. That's why I don't do yeah. cigar reviews. But I right. know what I like. I know certain profiles that I recognize, like, Right. You know, when you get a nice, rich, earthy soil profile, I get that. When you get mm-hmm. a leather profile, I get that. When you get some spiciness, I get that. But it's almost like because I don't have the most delicate palate like you do, it's almost more important to me that the construction is perfect because yeah. if I can't, smoke a cigar without fucking with it then i don't want to smoke it right you get babysitting and doing all that kind of crap with a cigar it's just it it messes with the experience yeah i mean i i I don't i don't want to sit here and go oh this is perfect i want to smoke a cigar and have a conversation with the guy sitting next to me Mm -hmm. and but if i'm fucking with my cigar i'm not wanting to talk to a guy you know what i mean Right. It's like, leave me alone. I'm, I'm, I'm working on this right now, which is not how it should be. Cause it's just like, I've had cigars where I've had the babysit the hell out of, if you leave it alone for more than a minute, it goes out right? Know, or whatever, whatever the issue is. Now, are you like, a Lancero what, what, guy? Um, I'm good smoking Lanceros whenever I get the chance. See, I, it, I smoked, I've, I've, I've got probably four or five left, but I bought a 10 pack of the, Caldwell, long live the King Lanceros. Okay. And I tell you what, the first time I smoked, because I'm not a Lancero guy, but mm-hmm. the first time I smoked it, 
it was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. lights out. And then the second time I smoked it, it was like, you know what I don't like about Lanceros is that you can't smoke it too fast. No. Or it'll fucking run. And mm-hmm. if you smoke it too slow, it'll go out. Yep. So you know what? Lanceros are not for me because I just want to smoke a cigar how I smoke a cigar. I don't want to have to think about right. it. Right. No, the, the only time that I think that I really smoked like a Lancero or a Lonsdale type of Vitola was Now, like I when, love a Lonsdale. When you get up to the yeah. 42 ring gauge, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that 38 to 40, man, it's it's you got to be careful. Yeah, the last... The sp- last kind of skinny cigar i smoked was actually this week's cigar review i had a martinez um flat iron number nine which is uh it's a lonsdale and but it's also a box press and i and i do love the flat iron that's my favorite cigar that they make yep and it was it was cool because like like paula and tim were both telling me you got to try this you got to get this when you're there and so I got like pretty much everything they suggested and, and Dave and Jesus are great guys. And they like, I bought like four of their cigars that they recommended. And then they threw in two for me um, because like, you you're know, so I'd good actually... looking. <laughs> I think it had more to do with the fact that I stopped by once and neither of them were there. Aww. And so I, I had to come back another, like the next day, which I wasn't sure was going to happen. And it worked out, and I got to see both of them. How cool it was it to go there? Did you smoke while you were there? I unfortunately didn't have a chance to smoke while I was there because I was only able to stop in for, like, about 20 minutes. And was there dudes playing and dominoes? There were no dominoes being played yet. Okay. They had just finished up the rolling for the So day. you went there early. I went there early. I was, like, around between 1 and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And so it's hey, after that. I, I got to tell you something. I need you to tell everybody, because I got to go to my humidor and grab another cigar. While I'm gone, tell everybody mm-hmm. where they can find Cigar Talk. <laughs> where- <laughs> Shameless self-promotion, Rob. <laughs> tell everybody where they can find Dad Smoking Cigars, Instagram, your YouTube, your sure. show and everything. And I'll be right back while you do that. All right. So, okay, uh, as I have uh, have the floor, have the mic, um, those of you guys listening, you guys can find Dad Smoking Cigars on Instagram, Dad's underscore smoking underscore cigars um, on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook, and uh, you can find us on YouTube. Just type in Dad Smoking Cigars on YouTube, and you'll find the channel. And please do subscribe to the channel. The channel is like the big, the big thing for me right now. I want to try and get as much exposure and visibility on the channel as possible. Now, which channel is that? I, I didn't hear all of it. So, uh, Dad Smoking Cigars, the, the YouTube channel, the which YouTube I put out channel. a video. And yeah. I will put a link down in the show notes to Dad yeah. Smoking Cigars YouTube. And if you guys yes, aren't please. subscribing yet, first of all, subscribe to freaking Cigar Talk, but then also go <laughs> and subscribe to Dad Smoking Cigars because I actually go by yep. and watch some of your videos. Yes, and you no, guys, and you I do a up. good job. You do a good job. I, 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 and people know that if I say you're doing a good job, you're actually doing a good job. Because if you're not doing a good job, I will not say that because I, 
you know what? Well, I, I appreciate that. I I, I don't that. I don't promote shitty cigars, and I don't promote guys that are just doing content that sucks i think you do a good job if you didn't do a good job i wouldn't have you on the show that's how much of an <laughs> asshole i am <laughs> well it's good to know i'm doing at least doing something right but uh no i put out a i put out a video every week you know whether it's a review or just me kind of uh going on a, a tangent or some type of subject you know i and i tell you what palettes. if you if you like watching cigar talk i highly recommend that Dad smoking cigars is a good compliment to our show because you're going to get a good cigar review on dad smoking cigars and you're not really going to get a lot of that on our show. So it's a really good compliment. So I think that maybe we should do some more uh, stuff going forward that it complements each other. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I love supporting other content creators whether it's podcasts and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's really important to make sure, you know, you know, even if there's people you don't like that much within the community, which is bound to happen. Oh, there's, the there's a thing, ton of people I don't like in the community. Yeah. <laughs> but the important thing is, is you don't like stoop to a level of saying like, well, this person's a prick. This person's an asshole. You know, if you have private conversations about that. No, no, no. I, I announced it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's my policy. <laughs> You're a better man policy. than me. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, you know so. this, but I, we actually do two shows. Right. We actually do Cigar Talk, and then we do the Light em Up Crew Show. I would love to have you come back and do an interview just for that show. Absolutely. That's the I show would love to do that. where there's no filter. There's <laughs> no, like, you know how, like, every man on the planet has, like, the little angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other? We oh, only yes. let you and the devil in on the other show. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice good to know i'll keep that in mind but um no yeah the youtube channel right now is is the biggest priority for me just because like you know instagram's great you know i don't i it's not like i don't care whether or not that that grows but it, it's not so something that i really don't you hate uh, instagram let's just be honest um well i will say i like instagram better than other platforms well I feel yeah like it's, yeah it's well so yeah yeah one. yeah yeah and I'll tell you uh -huh. this, like Facebook, I hate. I Facebook is garbage. Hate. I hate Facebook. Facebook, and especially if, if, if I wanted to read all the political bullshit, I would just uh. go to a political forum. But unfortunately, <laughs> people think that Facebook is a political forum. So I hate that platform. That's what it's become. But even, even before, like, all the political stuff took, it just... It's not a user-friendly platform. It's hard as hell to get traction on a page. I remember just the blood, sweat, and tears I poured into other pages I did before Dad Smoking Cigars. I don't ever hard. You know what? I check the Cigar Talk Facebook business page about mm -hmm. once a month. <laughs> yeah, I'm horrible, I don't even, but I, I don't like it. I I see like that somebody's liked posts that I put up on facebook because you know what i put on instagram goes to facebook and it's one of those things where like if people see it and like it great i really don't care instagram is where i do the majority of my communication and posting and twitter don't even get me started on twitter twitter is a shithole you know what I'm and sorry. let me tell you this i have recently just very like when i say recently i mean within the last three weeks 
started getting a lot of traction on Twitter. Really? And you know what? It's because I'm posting completely crazy shit. I'm not <laughs> posting cigar talk shit. Like, I posted a picture of my shirt. I think it got retweeted 12 times. Oh, my gosh. And then when people retweet it, you start getting followers. And so yeah. I, I've, I've never been a big fan. You know what I don't like about Twitter mm. is that every response I make to someone is out there for everyone to see, including my right. wife. Including my wife. That's where the problem is, because my wife's like, you shouldn't be an asshole like that on Twitter. And I'm like, I can't help it. And yeah. see, you're like a nice guy. I'm I'm not that nice. You know, I I try to be a nice guy, and then I have my moments, depending on who I'm talking to and who I'm dealing with, where I'm just like, all right. And people are surprised. Like, there are people who are surprised. Like, I would I be shocked that you're an asshole. I would be shocked. I, I have my moments, but it's usually safe for f close friends and family. Um, See, I give no, I give that to the Light 'em Up crew, which is our Patreon group, and they that's yeah. on the Light 'em Up crew show. I just tell it the way it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, people people are surprised I get angry like that. That's apparently that's because you don't look like an angry guy. Oh, but I I do get pissed when the occasion calls for it, and it's it it surprises people so much it's frightening. All right, I'm gonna so, ask you a hard question. Go for it. Who, as a influencer, podcaster, whatever you want to call it, is the biggest bullshit artist we have? <laughs> well, because I can name about six. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm kidding. You don't have to answer. No, that. I know. Well, I'm not to say that no one comes to mind would be a lie just because like, eh, I'm not even going to get specific, you know, outside of names, like, cause you can be vague and people will be like, I know exactly who the hell you're talking about. Right. Um, so I won't even go into vague details about it, but you know, just one of the things, and I'm going to put a video out on it pretty soon. I won't say what the video is about, but it has regarding cigar influencers and things like that. And basically the video is kind of like a, a, a how, how to not be a prick it, if you're going to be a cigar influencer. Right. Because hey, you know what? One, that would be a great show. I will watch that show. Because it, without going into it, because I don't want to give too much away and stuff like that, you'll know the video when you see the title. I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, I've already recorded the video. I'm going to go through wow. it and decide, uh, decide whether or not I want to re-record it, just depending, because you know how it is. You fine-tune stuff, and you sure. want it to be as clear as possible. No, especially no, if you're, if I you're... don't know what you mean, because I don't re-record shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's just say for the sake of argument, you want to you want to be as concise as you can and stuff like that, especially when you're talking about something that might be a little controversial. I you know, still I don't re-record anything. <laughs> no, for me, that's something I have to keep in mind because it's just like I still want to keep the controversy in it because like I don't want to worry about whether or not like I'm being PC. you are worried about possibly going off the deep end. I'm 
I'm comfortable with alienating people a little bit as long as it's something that like is like I am butt naked backstroking in the deep end. Okay, <laughs> not quite, not quite there, but I'm a might be a few steps shy of that. Because so I'm I'm like, gonna make you feel a little uncomfortable, maybe. Oh well, it you wouldn't be the first one, <laughs> right? People so, I've I've made friends with in this community. Are you kidding? All right. So, I don't know if you know this, but and I can't imagine that you don't know this, okay? Okay. Your old co-host does not like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually didn't know that. Are you serious? No, I thought you guys got along just fine. I get along fine, but apparently my drinking and my language was not appreciated <laughs> you know there was and and i'm gonna say this without trying to you know rip too much on my old and, and, and i'm not and i'm not ripping on him i'm not ripping. no you know i know you're not that, that's just my preference every, that's my preference everybody has their right to the level of morality that they want to have exactly I just, I, my level of morality you would have to like lift up your shoe to see it <laughs> <laughs> so uh no i remember uh when we kind of were branching out and he was doing his thing i was doing my own you know he, he would talk to me a little bit he's like you know i'm a little concerned about the the language you're using and things you're saying i'm like why <laughs> I'm well like, and, and the funny thing is when you first dropped the f-bomb earlier tonight i was like that's not gonna fly with tim <laughs> <laughs> and my my response would be i don't really care well so. you know my response to that is a little more deeper than that my response <laughs> yeah. to that is that's who i am right i can't if i'm gonna do the show and i posted a review that somebody gave me yesterday on instagram that was a complete shit like they they hated my show <laughs> and that's okay because i know i'm not everyone's cup of tea mm -hmm. but if you don't like me because i drink too much i use a lot of vulgarity that's cool that you right. be you because i'm damn sure gonna be me exactly and that's that. So, that's that. And and so we actually, me and Tim and a few other guys started working together. And I'm going to tell you this: I've never said this on the show, and I uh -oh. probably should not say this on the show. But fuck it, you're that, on the show. That that that's what editing is for, right? I don't edit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so back in the day when we were all working, because I had a vision at one time. To bring like four or five podcasters together and work. I think I know what this is. It. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The collective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that that was actually my brainchild. Mm -hmm. And I bailed about four or five weeks in because I had the opportunity to start doing the replacement show for uh, Cigar Dave. You mm -hmm. know Cigar Dave. And uh, I think I do. Yeah, he's the biggest cigar guy on radio and he's yes, been doing yes. it for like 30 years mm -hmm. and he pulled his show off of radio and said, you know what? I'm going to do it live stream and I'm only going to do it for people who pay to listen. And you know mm -hmm. what? I'm like, hats off to you, bro. You did it for 30 right. years. Do your thing. 
Well, then mm-hmm. a radio station reached out to us and was like, hey, man, you want to take his spot? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> and you know what? I absolutely hated radio. Hated radio. <laughs> I think we only did eight episodes, and I called up the, the broadcast manager, and I was like, yeah, this ain't working. And he yeah. was like, yeah, it's not working for us either. <laughs> <laughs> but dude the the um, when you go to radio and you only have like 13 minutes and then you got to take a two minute break and then you have 12 and a half minutes and then you have a two minute it's like you can't just relax and enjoy talking to your co-host no and it just made it not fun and no that's it's that's the worst part about it is that it's a little too streamlined whereas you know you're, you're doing a podcast i mean the floor is completely yours right and when we do our podcast there's no rules no and so doing radio sucked but anyway i when that opportunity came i withdrew from the collective which was actually mm-hmm. my idea but one of the things that made me jump on the opportunity to get the fuck out of collective was that Tim was very disrespectful and very dismissing of what I've done. And I've never said that publicly. So Uh-oh. just because you're on the show that brought it out, but oh, it, I'm going to be getting a phone call. Yeah. Or yeah. So, <laughs> oh, but, shit. But, and you know what? I have no ill will towards Tim. I don't. No, of course not. He is, I would like to say in my defense, he's like one of those holier than thou guys. <laughs> and you know I'm what? And you know what? Nothing. No, wait, wait, wait a minute. In this case, he's 100% true because he is way holier than me. <laughs> Me too. But that but that's just not, you know, we're two different guys. Right. That doesn't you know, mean either one of us is right. It just right. means we're not the right fit together. And you know that the, there was kind of similar things like, you know, cuz again, Tim and I are good, you know, we're on good terms. We don't see each other or talk as much as we used to cuz again, life and just how things are. <laughs> um, you know. I'm laughing because you don't know something that I did. Well, should I know? Because, you know, <laughs> knowledge is a burden. And I don't uh, know if you, you know, know, but I'm all I, I was a photographer for 25 years. I did know that about you. Wow. Impressed. I'm pretty sure. So well, I'm pretty sure Tim told me that. OK, so I my Photoshop skills are pretty badass. <laughs> I took a photo of Tim and Brandon and I put oh. Tim in a leather like dominatrix outfit oh my god you did not i did did. you did not and i posted it oh you did he had the leather hat with the beads across the front and the leather vest with studs all the way down you you put uh, tim in the village people i did. did i did and it was phenomenal and how'd he respond to that? He never responded. Oh, dear. So, I, and then, you know what? With him not responding, because I always love, I actually love a little tiff. I think it makes things interesting. 
it definitely does. And for I sure. think, like, let's just say that me and you got in a tiff, and mm-hmm. it was a joyful back and forth. I think that's entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, there was no back and forth. It was just not well received, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll not do that again. Oh man! I can't believe yeah. I brought all that up, but it was, it, you know, like to be I, fair, you you've had a bit of the knob for a while, so hey, I'm I'm doing well, sir. So, <laughs> yes, so, you are. <laughs> but you know, like I say, I have zero ill will towards Tim, mm-hmm. but and I don't say but because I don't believe that's true. I just the thing about it is, is you take two people. Mm-hmm. And they are not always going to mesh well together. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where like Tim and I had different visions of what we wanted to do as far as like cigar media and, and networking was concerned because like, you know, Tim had big grandiose ideas and they weren't bad ideas. You know, they were just things he was trying to work out, you know, like the cigar show and all that, you know, I was involved with that for a period of time. And it's just like, we, you know, we butt heads periodically and there were things we just weren't seeing eye to eye on. And I think that was kind of just what set the backdrop for that talk we had where he says, I'm kind of thinking of doing my own thing. And I'm like, well, you know what? That's great. I'm cool with that. If that's what you want to do, <laughs> right? you know, You're it's like, if that's what you want to do, because then it takes the pressure off of both of us because, because him and I didn't see things the same. It wasn't like we were screaming, having knockdown, drag out fights, but it was just right. like we it, were but not. It was we not weren't gel- meshing as well no, as it should. We, were, we weren't able to gel on a number of things where it's just like he wanted to do this, and I'm just like, I don't care about that. And he, right. I'm like, I just want to. I'm I'm much more of a laid back kind of guy where I'm just like, yeah, you know what, I have ambitions and goals, but not not the size of Tim's. Tim's has has very big ambitions and goals. Not a bad thing at all because you know gives him something to shoot for. I I have big ambitions and goals myself. Yeah. And I've learned to stifle those down into my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just like, it's figuring out which ones are the ones that are most worth pursuing, most worth your time, most worth your passion. And that's how I've, you know, figured out like with voice work and everything like that, what I want to do with dad smoking cigars. Cause like, I don't care if I become this big name in like the you're not you're not right. looking to replace the cigar authority. No, I'm not looking to replace anyone. I'm not looking to become this big name and have all this prestige. See, I, I am 100 percent looking to replace the cigar authority. <laughs> like to me, the cigar authority is number one. We all know they're number one. Yeah. But those dudes are getting fucking old. Can they die already? <laughs> Can they just die already? <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I, I joke about that, but I am so appreciative of everything they have done because they have mm-hmm. laid the groundwork exactly. for 12 freaking years, dude. Before oh, yeah. people were doing what we do now, they were doing mm-hmm. it. And so yeah. if you don't appreciate what those guys do, then fuck your show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just it. Like I, I strictly do this honestly for the fun of it, for the joy of it, for the fact that I get to interact and connect with people that, you know, people like you, people like, you know, just the, 
Lewis and Paula and all these other people that I've gotten to know. That you would never get to know otherwise. No, I would have never gotten to know them. I would never have the pleasure of no, you know, getting to know them, spend time with them, hang out with them, do cool stuff with them. If I didn't do this. Right. And 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 that's the awesome part of it. And if that's all there is from this, if that's all that comes from this, fan fucking tastic i'm cool with it absolutely i mean you know when 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 you actually get the passion of cigars in your blood mm-hmm. and it gives you the opportunity to meet or talk to or you know just be in the conversation with some people it's like dude i do all this week to week just so i can talk to robert caldwell <laughs> nice best interview i've ever had robert caldwell i gotta say man the best uh i'm trying to think back because you know it was actually it was when tim and i were still doing it together probably the best interview that we did or at least that i was a part of was interviewing a former power ranger actor no who happened shit. to like cigars no shit and then going back to what this was kind of like a closing of a chapter and it's a really i'm going to tell it really quick really powerful story hey we're in no hurry take your time tell all the details for sure okay i told you about my nephew yes one of the things my nephew did was he was went to all the comic conventions cosplay all that kind of stuff that was his thing he cosplayed as a myriad of superheroes and one of the things he loved to do was the power ranger stuff he dressed up as a, a few different things one of them was this uh one of the rangers from one of the series it was called what what what, Ran- what color was the ranger that's all I. he know. was the he was the black ranger okay. from power rangers in space okay and that was like the third yeah that was like the third or fourth series since it started back in the early 90s and the actor who played that uh ranger is a guy named roger velasco and roger he's that guy is an absolute stud. Like he is a hardworking man. He goes out and does a lot of different work in uh, the community, helping out, you know, kids who are, you know, less fortunate and stuff like that. He does a lot of business around Los Angeles and stuff like that, but uh, he still does the conventions. He still does all that stuff. He has a blast doing it. He was aware of my nephew and that he cosplays as his character. Wow. And that's cool. he heard about you know what happened when he passed and so my wife and i went to the convention in anaheim that was strictly power ranger dedicated convention called power morphicon we went there a couple of friends got us in friends of my nephews and we got to meet him for the first time and we told him who we were and why we were there and everything like that and so couldn't have been a nicer guy well after that i remember thinking to myself i wonder if this guy like cigars it's just it was a random thought that i had and it would have, it had been a few months since i'd seen him at that convention and i just thought what the hell i'll shoot him a message on instagram i said you smoke cigars man dude you like, know how many times i send that same same some message <laughs> it's like hey do you smoke cigars <laughs> i was like you smoke cigars man he's like yeah man love cigars and i'm like how would you like to do an interview on our youtube channel and it took it took a while took some doing he finally was able to clear a day in his schedule and he came on the show. That is so cool, man. Got to talk about what I just told you about. And it was kind of a full circle moment, which was pretty incredible. 
getting to talk to a guy that my nephew idolized one of one of his heroes one of the idolized that he dressed up as you know he it was just it was such a cool thing to me and it was it was it was it was pretty amazing so if you haven't seen that episode please go back and do you know what episode that is by chance well, it's on a playlist on Dad Smoking Cigars. And okay. It was a series that Tim and I did that was called The Cigar Sit-Down. And uh, he was like interview number two. It's okay. on a playlist. Go check it out. It Very was a, cool. It was a fun one. I had so much fun with that one. Well, let me but, tell uh, you, do you know who on, well, this is on the YouTube channel and actually on the audio as well. Do you know who our number one guest has been across the not. board? I do not. Terry Runnels. Uh, I'm sorry that I do not know who that is. Terry Runnels is a hot chick that (laughs) was a WWE wrestler, and she used to smoke cigars backstage. And whatever the guy's name is that's ahead of it, Steve McMahon or whatever his name is. Yeah, Vince McMahon. Yeah, and he would tell her... That stinks. Get that the hell out of here. And she'd be like, I'm going to finish my cigar. And <laughs> anyway, she's retired now. Right. But, but the funny thing is, oh, that's our biggest show ever. And I think it's because there's so many WWE fans that came and watched her. But yeah. the cool thing is, or I guess would be not so cool, was <laughs> that like a month after mcmahon or whatever his name is told her to quit smoking cigars backstage yeah cigar aficionado had him on the cover (laughs) (laughs) he got outed yes what does that tell you about cigar aficionado (laughs) all you need Uh, to know yeah pretty much so that that's lame that's actually really lame yeah, and and you know, I'll tell you what, she's really cool. In fact, I would like to invite you to be a part of something. Okay. So me and Terry Runnels mm-hmm. and a few other people are going to do a show together, and it is a complete charity show for Cigars for Warriors. Okay. Would you be down? I'm definitely interested. Awesome. Well, it's going to be like me and Terry and you, if you decide that you want to do it, and we're going to have a few other podcasters that can bring their audience to the group, and we're going to try to raise as much money or cigars for Cigars for Warriors, and I'm a big fan of Cigars for Warriors because I don't know if you know this, but they are a platinum-rated charity, and what that means is like they have been audited and not a single person in the entire charity group takes a single dime. They all volunteer and everything that gets donated goes straight to the soldiers. That's awesome. So yeah, it's, it's a great charity and you know, it's, it's a, it's one that I have yet to get involved with, sadly. And it's like, I think about it. And I'm like, you know what? I got plenty of cigars to share and donate. So it's like, I could at the very least do that. Yeah. So I, yeah, that I, sounds like an awesome, that sounds like an awesome thing. I'm very fortunate because one of their, uh, 
guys that does events is only an hour from me and the president of the organization is only two and a half hours from me so i've oh, had wow. the pleasure of working with them and they're all veterans and you know everybody like plays up this veteran thing but those mm -hmm. guys do it because they love the veterans and they don't take a dime. I mean, these guys are working and doing their regular jobs and then they still make time to do all this and nobody gets paid. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely at the heart of what a charity should be, you know, cause like, you know, there are charity organizations where, people work very hard and if they do get paid it's because they do deserve it you know and stuff like that and then, then there's again, also there's... a lot of charities where people work hard but the president's getting paid 300 million dollars yeah that's uh that's and i'm not a of fan that. of that no absolutely not so so but uh no that sounds incredible uh, and if i if i'm able i would love to be a part of that we will talk to you and we will see what we can do to get you involved i would love to have you involved with that and that'd you know, be awesome Anything that we can do, because, you know, we want we want to give back. Mm -hmm. And if I can give back, if you can give back and other people can contribute, I don't right. know of another cigar-related entity that does what they do. Right. No, I haven't heard of a single other organization, institution that's, that is cigar-related that does that. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly unique. In that, like, you know, I've never heard of an or of a of an organization that gives, you know, sends cigars to veterans and stuff like that. I know they do more than that, but it's, they actually take requests on what people want that's overseas mm -hmm. in like wartime. And yeah. it's not just cigars. It might be magazines. It might be video game consoles. It might be whatever. Yeah. But it gives the opportunity for those soldiers over there to experience what they are missing at home. Right. Some kind of normalcy, some kind of luxury that, that helps them, you know, continue on what they're doing and cope with it. And, you know, without feeling like they're just... Yeah, now, this, did you? All, that's all there is. Were you ever in the military? No, but I have. So you uh, are a worthless piece of shit like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, hey, I and I joke that. Recruiters try to get me. They they tried to they tried to get me, but I just it was one of those things where like I respected the military. I respected those who volunteered and those who you know, especially during because when I was graduating high school it was immediately after nine eleven. Wow. I graduated. I graduated a year after 9-11 happened. I was a senior in high school. I graduated right before we went to the Gulf in the first time. Yeah. And I had a lot of friends that signed up and went. I went down to the recruiter's office. They promised me that within four years I'd be a general. And <laughs> I was all excited about it. And they said, well, hey, man come back next thursday we'll do the drug test we'll get you entered and i was like drug test <laughs> <laughs> so i never went back <laughs> so sorry so, sorry boss i, I like the devil's lettuce a i i, bit I grew up in the 80s so yes. <laughs> drug test <laughs> 
Anyway. Well, hey, man, that's going to wrap it up for this interview. And I want to say thank you for taking the time to come on the show, dude. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I hope that we can work together in some other aspects of content. And I would love that. I, I, dude, I'm a big fan of what you do. And if I Thank wasn't, you so much, Ryan, likewise, if I wasn't a big fan of what you do, I wouldn't invite you on the show. <laughs> you, I believe you. You notice Tim's <laughs> never been on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I I'm actually, kidding. I actually, did, I, you know, it's one of those things. Where it was like I thought he had been on the show, but you know, nope. what? that doesn't matter. That doesn't I'm matter. I'm kidding, Tim. I you know, know I love you. You know, we don't we don't <laughs> mesh because one, we're from different generations, and two. You have a lot more morality than I do. <laughs> I, I, you know what? When you get to be fifty-three, when you say I'm going to enjoy every day, you can't put a lot of morality in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm seeing that more and more definitely as I get older. But oh. uh, no, but this was great. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, Rob. It was it was a pleasure, and uh, looking forward to doing uh, doing more. All right, man. Well, hey, make sure you check out because when we go to TPE, I'm going to be live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Oh, I will be I will be watching a lot of it just because watching a lot of it with envy. I I wish you were there because we would be hanging out, bro. Yes, absolutely. But uh, you know what? There's uh, always next time. Always next year. There's always next year. Absolutely. uh, yeah, definitely. That is a goal of mine to uh, definitely get to TPE next year. Well, hey, guys, if you don't check out already Dad Smoking Cigars, go by his YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. I'll have the link down in the show notes. Don't fuck around. Go by, <laughs> subscribe to his page, because if you want honest, real cigar reviews, which I don't do, this dude is knocking them out, and I appreciate it. I, I honestly do, because when I know when you give a review, it's from the real heart. It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, and, you know, you already told me nobody's paying you to give good cigar reviews, and that's my deal. You can't pay me to give a good cigar review. If you're and good the, or you're not. The, the review is actually called the No Bullshit Cigar Review, so... It's, it's, you know, I, I tend to give pretty good, you know, pretty nice reviews to most cigars, but I'm still honest throughout. I was like, I had a problem with this. I had an issue with this. So it's like, you know, it's pointless to give a review about a cigar. If you're not going to be honest. Let me, let me ask you one question before we go. Have you ever got ready to do a cigar review and you cut it and you did a cold draw and it was plugged? Thankfully. I haven't yet. Because, <laughs> right. I mean, what do you Watch, do? after this, that's what's going to happen. Right. You're like, damn that Jones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thank you again for coming on the show. I really enjoyed it. It's been long overdue to have you on the show. Absolutely. And we will and definitely not wait this long for the next one. Absolutely not. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I'm looking forward to the next time. My pleasure, brother. And take care and stay smoking. Hey, guys, thanks for hanging through the break. Uh, Appreciate Kyle hanging out with us and uh, getting to know him. That was a long interview. 
but we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. And I'm excited to do something with him in the near future, yes, man. Yes, sir. He told me he was going to go to the PCA in uh, July. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to July and August. It's too damn hot. <laughs> I am in Texas. I don't want to go, go somewhere, somewhere hot. hotter. Yeah. But if I'm going to leave in Texas in July or August, I'm going to the mountains. <laughs> Seriously. is cooler. Oh, dude. I, I wish I lived in the mountains. For real? Oh, dude. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. The summer, the spring, summer, and fall weather is amazing. Okay. And in the summer when it's, you know, it's, I don't mind the snow as long as it's not, like, blowing. Okay. But. But you're I, that high up, so. I don't mind. It's going to be blowing. Not always. Yeah. <clears throat> dude. I used to wake up every, when I was stationed at Fort Lewis, I used to wake up and look at my mirror, my, not my mirror, my window, and I see Mount Rainier every day. And it was just wild to me. It'll be 80 degrees in Tacoma, and it's still snow up there on the mountain. Yeah. I'm like, Dude, why is I mean, it still white there, up there? There's snow in the summertime when yeah. you go up into the Rockies. That's what they used to kill me. And we had guys that were like, man, we're going skiing. I'm like, dude, it's June. There's snow up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the mountains, though. The trees, the beauty. It, well, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's just. And I mean, what blew my mind when I got here to Texas? That there's nothing. Well, where there are it's mountains, barren. it's on somebody's land, so they own that mountain. How not do you all own, of them. How do you own not, a mountain? Not all of them. The mountains that are on people's land, they own that. Well, yeah, they bought the land. So how do you own a mountain? You bought the land. But that's a mountain. Well, I mean, a mountain, a car. You can't own the car if you bought the land. You can I'm own DMV. The, you can own the car. <laughs> no, you can't. Why? You can't because that's not your property. The only way you can own that car is if they spell it out in the deed that this car came with that land. No, I'm not talking about a car and the mountain. I'm just saying you could go buy a car. Oh, yeah, you, you can, can buy go a buy a mountain. You can buy an island. Yeah, I can believe buying an island, but buying a Who wants it's, to buy? It's land. Who Uh-oh. wants to buy a mountain? What happened? What happened? What happened? What we happened? went dark. So anyway, we're back. Mm. Little uh, uh, equipment technicality. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say technical difficulties. Yeah, that's good. You know, they used to, remember they used to splash that across the television? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> technical difficulties. If you had, if you had like, decent technical difficulties, they would tell you. Yeah. And if they didn't, it was really bad. It would either go snow yep. or the lines. It's straight lines across it. You remember that? Oh, I do. I remember when television used to go off, go off the air. At midnight. At midnight. They would didn't they sing the, the, the national, national anthem, anthem or, at night uh, or America the Great or America the Beautiful and it was always an eagle flying yep. over the yep. mountain range. Yep. Yep. Ray Charles singing it. Yeah, <laughs> you knew it was time to go to bed because TV is off now. Oh, look. All right, so where were we? We we're talking about Kyle joining us. Yes. Thanks, man. We had a little yeah. technical, but no, thank you for stopping by. We're going to do something. You know, I you know. I'm working behind the scenes with Terry Runnels to do a charity show. It's yeah. going to be a live stream, and it's going to be for the Cigars for Warriors. Mm-hmm. And right now, Terry Runnels is going to do it. We're going to do it. And I'm getting some other people involved okay. to participate. You'll get the puppet in there? Yeah, if he'll yeah. do it. You know. They should do it. They better do it. I told Nick. Yeah. Nick could do it. Gator, you, you got to find out where he's at. <laughs> if he's not in jail. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, 
I guess let's jump right into the old pick six. Pick six. I'm going to let you go first. I know. My pick six for this week, coming in at number three, was the Caldwell Long Live the King. The one that, that you Lancero. gave. Lancero. Oh, Do you like that? Yeah. I gave one to Bill today or somebody, and I don't even think they smoked. Casey. Casey. Yeah, you gave it to her. She but was then she gave it else. to Bill. She did? And then Bill didn't want it. Because it was a Lancero? Well, he didn't want to smoke it right then. Yeah, okay. I think he took it with him. Okay. But he said he loves Lanceros. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, the thing about a Lancero is you have to baby it. Yeah, you don't, you're not a baby. You're I'm a not. smoker. I am. You're a smoker. not. Yeah. I mean, it's like if, if someone was breaking in my house and I pulled out my shotgun, I would have my cigar in my mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to quit smoking it. <laughs> just, just to pop one off. Yeah. <laughs> My number two was the Roma Craft Black Irish. Oh, nice. Very nice. I had one of those last week. I got two of them. I dropped one, came back here to find it. Somebody and picked it up. That's why I smoked the one that that dude sent to you. Because you always have them. I never have them. Look, I'm farting. I said Black Irish. I didn't say one lust. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you just sit there. I, I smoked your shit. <laughs> I'm going to give you a lie why I did it, but hey, I smoked hey, No, 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 no. Let's tell everybody how this happened. I asked him earlier, hey, man, last week I told you I got you a Wonderlust. Did I give it did to I you? Did I give it to you? And he was like, uh, no. And I was like, yeah. And, and he I was, was like, like no. no. And I was like, well, then I smoked it. Because <laughs> it was in the humidor, and I couldn't remember if I smoked mine, if I had smoked yours, and if you'd had yours. So I ended up smoking it. And let me say, I don't think you would have liked it. Why? I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was amazing. I love Wanderlust. Well, sorry. I see. My number one this week, we already talked about it, with California in the number two. Oh. Good, good smoke, good Dude. smoke, and like I said, I gave you mine last week after the Cowboys lost. I gave you something, you know, kind of ease the pain, and then I went home. I smoked the other one because <laughs> right, it was right, supposed right. to be my victory cigar. Did you see the shirt I made? Which one? I I made a shirt, and I actually put it up on the website to be sold. Which and one? I'll show you. Hang on a minute. I got to pull it up. a lot of shirts here late. Oh, dude, that's what I do. Tell me you don't love this. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I did see this. <laughs> Isn't that great? The Kool-Aid one for the Cowboys. <laughs> it says, Cowboys Kool-Aid. Drink it up, Cowboy fans. I need to get one of them in a medium for my son. <laughs> I'm serious. I need to get one of them in a medium. I'm right. going to go on the website. So... You know, I, I'm a Cowboy fan, yeah. but I don't drink the Kool-Aid. True. How many Cowboy fans thought they were going to the Super Bowl? Dude, too many. And we were here, and everybody in here was a Cowboy fan. I was the only one in San Fran here, and I felt the the heat. Remember when Dak threw that interception? And I jumped up, and Joel told me, sit down, Brian. <laughs> and see, I mean, yeah, I would have loved to have seen them win the game. Yeah. But I, I did not have <laughs> you weren't any faith. Yeah, you weren't, I, that, you weren't that totally vested into it. Well, I mean, and I heard a rumor today that McCarthy may not have a job yeah. next year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, really, 
you want to keep the offensive coordinator. That's the only way you're going to keep it. Yeah, he, he has to. But that's the way, way they did with what's his name, right, uh, right. Uh, uh, whoever it was that went to the Giants. But the point of it is, until Jerry stops putting his hands in there, it ain't. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's you, going to be the can, same thing can, every year. You can point fingers. He said. He said the perfect thing after the game. He said, "The time is getting short, and with the team we have now, this is not acceptable." Yeah, it's not. On pay, truthfully. And when truthfully, he says the time is getting short, he's talking about how old he is. <laughs> truthfully, it should have been a closer game than it was. I still wanted the 49ers to win. But but looking we, at it just as an outsider, <laughs> dude, they didn't play good. They didn't. They, did, they haven't played good for weeks. And that's the coach's responsibility. Absolutely. You have to be you, able to pull out of your, your players everything that's in them. But, and if you but, can't do but, that, you're not but, doing your job. Is the coach is the coach – Able to do his job, when, not when the owner is has his. It's truly the one in charge, right? Because you know, like they said, there's no way Belichick and Brady. Brady had his way. It's a lot of things he wanted to do, but Belichick was still the coach. He was still the one that was responsible for everything, and they did it his way. And when Brady got tired of doing it his way, what did he do? He left and went to Tampa Bay. Right. So it's still Belichick's team. He's the coach. He's the one responsible for everything. And Kraft is never involved. No, 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 man. And Kraft sits back there and just smiles when they win. The (laughs) only time Jones was not in charge is when Jimmy Jimmy Johnson Johnson. was Mm -hmm. winning Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And that's why it didn't work. And I'll tell you this, dude. Right after Jimmy Johnson, no, no. Right after the Cowboys made it to the playoffs the last year, yeah, that they won the Super, Super Bowl ninety five. Mm-hmm. No, no, that was ninety four. Right. My dad said, "This is Jimmy Johnson's last year," and I was like, "No way! He's at the winning yeah. peak. He and, is." But and my dad was like, "It ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work." And I, I, I would have never believed because it. all the all the accolades were going to Jimmy and not to Jerry. And he, he lets everybody know that's his team. Well, you're the owner. Everybody knows it's your team. Right. But come on, man. The thing about the, the Bartolo, when we when we were the dynasty in uh, the late 80s, beginning of the 90s, he was the owner, but he let Walsh run that team. He stayed out of it. And what did we do? All the great teams did yeah. that. Yeah. You've never had a great team that had owner. an owner with his hand in the pie. The last time that happened and it was successful was the Chicago Bears under George Hallis. He was the owner and still the coach, though. <laughs> See, that's the thing. He was the owner and the coach. Right. But when you're the owner today, no, there's no owner today. And was he the coach. owner or the coach first? He was the uh, – I think he was the coach first, then he bought the team, the Bears. Okay. Yeah. And they still own it. They still own it. Really? Yeah, the Hallis family still own it. Wow. Yeah. Who owns the Steelers? The Roonies. The Roonies. Mm-hmm. Legends. Legends. You're talking about legends. The Roonies, uh, Hallis. You go with. Um, and I'll even give Jerry Jones the status of legend. Because look I mean, what happened. Look at what he's done. That's for what I'm the saying. NFL as dude, a whole. Dude, dude. I, I mean, if you he look was the, at it. How the NFL has evolved since he came in the league. He was the acceptable Al, Al Davis. Oh, because yeah. he went against it. He went with Miller Lite because Budweiser was the NFL sponsor. He's right. like, no, this is my team. This is my stadium. We're sponsored by Miller Lite. Yeah, you can you can put Budweiser on the TV, <laughs> but on the field, you know, you gonna see his Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> and they sold Miller Lite. Yes. They didn't even sell nope. Budweiser. Nope. 
Nope. And then also, I mean, look at the amount of money that he paid players uh-huh. back before the salary cap. He's the reason there was a cap. Yep. Because that's how y'all got Dion from us. Oh, dude, we were stacked in every. In but every see, the thing was, we were missing one thing. We needed a shutdown corner. And then we stole, we took Dion from Atlanta. We got that shutdown corner. And what happened that, that year? Right. It was the end for y'all. Dude, and then, dude, dude, you, we threw four interceptions in the first quarter. First quarter. And then the next year, y'all take Dion from us, and it's the exact same thing, on, but and, reverse. And, and, and we kept him until he was old. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, well, let's jump into my three this week. Yes, sir. First, right out of the gate. I'm going to go with the Tabanero Connecticut. Mm. I've been killing those the every morning with the coffee. It is. And I mean, to me, I have a tough battle because it really depends on what mood I'm on mm-hmm. in. And, like, if I want something more on the spicy side, mm-hmm. I'll go with a McAuliffe yeah. Connecticut. If I want something that is more not as spicy... I go with the La Galera. Mm-hmm. If I want something buttery, creamy, dude, the Tabanero all day, all long. day long. Like, I didn't even know what creamy meant until, until I started smoking those. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got you. I dude, got out you. of the park, man. And then uh, number two this week was the uh, One Night Stand by Robert Caldwell. <sighs> Have you had one? Yes. I've had a few. Yeah, dude, that was a great stick. That's a good stick. stick that was a That's great a good stick. stick. And then my last one this week, and this is number one by far, was Bryant's Wonderlust. Man, Bryant, that Can was I a do great that? stick. Can I do that online? <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> so, no, it, it was it was it was it was phenomenal. Then he gonna say Bryant's Wonderlust. Well, it was. No, that's Roma Crafts Wonderlust. If you smoke it. <laughs> It's not mine. <laughs> I didn't know that was yours. What happened here? What? He said loud enough. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the next announcement is we're going to be doing uh, Vegas next week. Yes, sir. Now, we got John Madden of co-host here who doesn't fly, nope. so he's not going. And I I wouldn't, I, like, I would never drive. That's that's uh-uh. I'm too old for that. I'm not driving that far. I think it's like 40 hours. It's not 40 hours, dude. <laughs> well, when you when when you drive 5 hours and stop every 8 hours, it is. I don't I don't I don't I I, I think I'm, it's the same going to Vegas from here as me going home to Illinois. No. Cuz it's no, cause no it's, way. Dude, you're going, first of all, it's three hours, no, four hours just to get out of Texas. That's it. I mean, at least four hours. Oh, you're talking hours. about going to Vegas? Yeah. It's just it's six hours because you got to go, you go ahead and throw it out Paso. I'm talking about driving. Okay. Six hours. So, okay, six hours. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go through New Mexico. You got to go all the way through Arizona. They're not as big as Texas. They're not small. They're, They're not, not as small. big as Texas I, because it's closer from. It's closer from El Paso to Vegas than it is El Paso to Dallas. Really? Yes. Well, so are we. <laughs> but the other way around. But the other way around. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to go, and I got my friend Tim. Uh, Tim is going to uh, assist me. 
He's going to be your producer. He's going to be the producer. He's going to lug that around. (laughs) That's why you're taking him. (laughs) Jim, I need you, man. He's like, why? I need you to be the producer. The carrier. (laughs) I need you to carry all this. Be a St. Bernard for me. (laughs) Oh, we tearing up stuff over here. Way to go. Anyway. Uh, somebody's over here tearing shit up yeah. in the, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some people in here that I don't know that they should be in here. <laughs> Scott Fritz. Anyway, uh, man, we're going to we're gonna alone, go, man. we're going to go to TPE and I can't wait because we are going to interview a lot of people. Yeah. We're going to interview, uh, cigar manufacturers. We're going to interview a lot of influencers from Instagram. We're going to interview People off the street that know nothing about <laughs> cigars off the street. <laughs> will walk up and be like, "Hey, come here! You want to be on a on a on a live stream? Yeah! <laughs> How much? <laughs> right? I did ask my wife permission. Oh, no. I, no, I asked my wife permission I to said, do what? Are you okay if I get my picture made with one of those showgirls with all okay. the big feathers? Okay. You know, and okay. she was like, "Yeah, I don't have a problem with that." And I was like, "Hey, you know." My, I got it golden with my wife. I don't want to be like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. So I just want to make sure that's cool. And anyway, what do you say here? Bryant would fly first class. I'm a big guy. Yeah. The big guy, when they hit the ground crashing, dies with everybody else. And that's why he's not going. See, my thing is I just don't fly no it's like, more. It's not it's the like, size yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, it's the fact. The last time I flew was 97. Coming back from Sacramento. And my ex-wife, we were married at the time. Her aunt owned a travel agency. So she got me a nonstop and, uh, from Sacramento to St. Louis. And we hit a storm from Sacramento all the way to St. Louis. Ooh. Turbulence. When, I, when we touched down in Lambert, I was done. I was like, I ain't leaving the Dude, ground again. Me and my two kids... Flew from Houston to Lubbock, and Molly was two. Luke was like three and a half, mm-hmm. and the turbulence were so bad. I mean, dude, and I told somebody it felt like we were doing like eight, ten feet like this. <laughs> I'm serious. And I can he, believe and, it. And, and you know what this guy said? He's a pilot. Uh-huh. He said, when you feel that, it's more like 30 to 40 feet. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. But nah. at one time, my you're daughter. Not making, you're my, not helping this out. My daughter says, Daddy, are we going to crash? And I was like, shh. Shh, 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 shh. Don't say that. Don't freak everybody out. Dude, no, man, no. And then uh, we were. I was in St. Louis. I went to St. Louis, and my wife flew out there. And she told me, she said, they had turbulence the entire way. She said, I, I'm not flying back. I'm going to stay longer so I can ride back with you. I was like, and she's a flyer. She, she'll fly anywhere. I was like, if you're scared, <laughs> what makes you think I'm going to get back up there? I, you know, I'm not really afraid to fly. Man, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like flying. I really don't like flying because for me, it's like, it's no different than being on a Greyhound bus. True, in a certain in a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, you got to go to a terminal. You got to fight like hell to do all your yeah. BS. You got to have people check your stuff. Yeah. You got to stand in line. I don't enjoy all that. And then you got to wait to get on the plane. And then you get on the plane, and there's always a bunch of morons. <laughs> you know, people that are just either rude or stupid, yeah. or both. 
More than likely both. And it's like they're like trying to jam stuff in the bags. Oh, man, we lost video again. That's going to wrap up this week's show. Thanks for stopping by. And until next week, keep smoking. Boom.